less is more is always my go-to. You want a giant room with a single candle in the middle of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It's Friday, guys. How are you? We made it. We've got a few of you on camera. So good morning, Ken, John, Craig. Hey, Chris. All right, everybody, if you're not on camera, turn your camera on. We got some fun this morning. And uh, our co-hosts or our guest hosts are going to be Haley and Kristen from the San Diego Design Collective. This will be probably the biggest departure from anything we normally talk about on this and probably one of the most helpful. Because as realtors, if you don't know how to make things look good or talk about things looking good, your clients cry themselves to sleep at night in big crocodile tear pools. It's just, it's really, it's really sad. So um, before I bring on Haley and Kristen, actually, you guys here want to unmute yourself and say hi, guys. Hey, Hi. Good morning. So um, first I want to, I want to do, because it's Friday, we always do Haley and Kristen. If you guys don't know, we do on Fridays, our agent power huddle action item of the week. So we feature in our Facebook group, someone who has taken uh, something they've learned in agent power huddle and actually taken action on it immediately. So hopefully today, guys, you'll learn something else about design that you're like, I'm putting this into action today. So I'll show you, this is a, a quick, like 15 second clip. Who's our, uh, our action item uh, winner this week? We've got, and it's bragging rights only still, but we'll figure out some prize at some point. So let's, let's see what we got here. Our action item of the week is none other than, wait for it, the drama. That was Larry. I think Larry's here this morning too. There you go. So Larry, we did a thing on, uh, on upgrading your video game earlier in the week with Alicia. And uh, she was talking about all sorts of wireless mics to buy. And Larry, I think, bought them within like 30 seconds of her talking about which ones to buy. So rock on, Larry. There you go, man. I love it. There you are, our action item of the week. So Ooh. today, guys, yeah, bragging rights only. We're going to brag about you, Larry. All right. So Haley and Kristen, yeah. I'm going to turn this over to you. I will be here. We can either ask you questions. You can give us a presentation. Where do you want to start on design tips that realtors can actually use? Where, where do you want to start this morning? <laughs> Um, I think we'd probably like to start talking about lighting because <laughs> lighting's super important, especially, you know, not only in photos, but, you know, if you actually do get the chance for a, a potential buyer to walk through a property, um, lighting's super important. <laughs> yeah. And and let's, let's frame this up in a few ways, guys, because some of you, how many of you guys either type in the box or raise your hand, you work with listings, raise your hand if you take listings. Okay. These tips apply to you because obviously you want your listings to look as good as possible, but how many of you work just a lot on the buyer side also Re represent buyers, raise your hand. Okay. So these tips could work if you're representing a buyer and you want to help them walk through what the property could look like, or if they're, especially these, uh, these two women both do a lot of design work on short-term rentals as well. That's another area of expertise. So let's jump in with, uh, with lighting. Kristen, where do you, where do you want to start with lighting? Um, well, I do want to talk about light bulbs because <laughs> especially when you take photos, you know, you want all of the light bulbs to be the same type of light. Um, cause there's really two different main categories, but then there's even two categories within each two of those categories. So really there's four different types of light bulbs, um, just to make it a little more complex, <laughs> but you definitely do want to stick to a warm white light, um, not a bright white light. And I know it's kind of confusing cause they're both called white light. But bright white is that obnoxious, really bright white that um, almost reflects off of every surface. Whereas like a warm white light 
um, is more like a natural light. So it just sort of creates an ambiance in the space and you definitely wanna make sure they're all the same color. Otherwise you're gonna get these yellow spots and these white spots. It's gonna look kind of funny, not only in person, but also in photos too. So. Is the warm light the same as the daylight? Warm light is very similar to daylight, but even daylight has a white light and a yellow light. So you want to do the yellow light. Pretty much always stick to the yellow colors because that's kind of what, and then it makes us all look healthier too in the space. You know, when you're in like a doctor's office and you've got that like really obnoxious incandescent bright white on you, you kind of look all pale and gaunt. So um, you definitely don't want those. <laughs> And thank you. For, and by the way, Jacqueline, thank you for asking questions, guys. Feel free to jump in throughout here because like I said, this is very different than the normal stuff we cover. And I love it that Ken just put in the chat box. I don't know if you saw it, Kristen, but he said 3,200 to 3,500 is his favorite. Uh, he actually has, he actually knows the, uh, the lumens that are his favorite bulb. I, I love yeah. that. <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's a, it's a, that's what tweaks me more than walking into a house and having a 5,000 K and a 3,500 K and a 2,700K all over the house. It did, the lighting is just all discombobulated. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. with you, Ken. My, my OCD goes through the freaking roof when I see <laughs> 18 different color white light bulbs. Have you ever screwed in a light bulb in somebody's house? That was not working. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Kristen, is, or Kristen or Haley, so is that, is that one of the first things you look at when you're walking into a, uh, into a space for, for the first time? It's definitely one of the first things I notice. Yeah. Like we're talking about these different types of colored lights going off everywhere. Yeah. And actually 35, uh, 3500K is my favorite. So <laughs> I'm glad you plugged that in there again. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Especially go ahead, Haley. It's really important. Yeah. Really <laughs> say, say it again, Haley. Especially in the bathrooms. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you got the mirror, so the light bounces off the mirror. And then, of course, you're looking at yourself in the space and you, know, you want to see yourself as the most attractive. <laughs> so this, on, right. me, on me, this is 5000K. It's very white, white, and it just shows every imperfection in your face. That just happens to be a studio light. But yeah, uh, yeah super white, white, and it just shows everything. You really don't want to do that. It's, yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> just for pictures or do you really want to replace all the light bulbs in someone else's home for showings what's the yeah i mean i would definitely say re replace the light bulbs for showings that way it gives one consistent color light throughout the entire space and it photographs better too <laughs> and and total cost to replace the bulbs through, throughout the house i mean what, what are you budgeting typically for that I mean, you can get a whole box set of bulbs for like a hundred bucks. And I mean, we're talking like, you know, you get 25 bulbs. It's probably as many as you're going to need for a, you know, a good majority of the house. If you've got table lamps and things like that, you can easily replace. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of those things that I'm sure a lot of you guys know this, but how many of you do this every time, right? These are little things that don't cost much that really are, are applicable. I love it. All right. So, so yeah. we've got lighting. Anything, and what, what else on, anything else on lighting? Um, I don't think so. That was okay. yeah. We'll be covered, but we want to talk about rugs next. All right, go for it. <laughs> so rugs are super important. Um, and there's nothing worse than like too small of a rug in a space because it makes, doesn't make, you know, the room feel welcoming and it, it just looks odd. Um, so you always want to, you know, if the furniture is against the wall and it's a big room, maybe you want to like move all the furniture to the center and on a huge rug, like an eight by 10. So it looks more like a seating conversational area. Um, just makes such a huge difference. And something I learned from Kristen actually in the past year or so 
um, we were doing a vacation rental and the owner wanted the rugs all over her carpet. And we had said just also with COVID, but that germs, if you put rug on a carpet, I mean, there's so much stuff that can get stuck under the rug that you don't know. And it's, it causes allergies or whatever. And I didn't know necessarily that rugs can't go on carpet or shouldn't normally because of that, because of the allergens. So interesting. interesting. And, and go back when you said an eight by 10 rug. So, so describe to you. So, so how do you want to set up this? Eight? And the reason why I'm asking these questions, guys, how many of you have walked through a house with someone and you're just trying to describe like what it could look like. Right. And it, it's just, it's something to help them visualize it and say, look, can you picture like an eight by 10 rug? You put it here. So walk me through how, how are you setting up? What are you doing with the rugs? Well, you want the rug to cover the whole, like the length of the couch and some, you know, good, what foot on each side and put the legs, the front legs of the couch onto the rug, um, is always good. And then, you know, have the rug be the circumference of the area, I guess you'd say. Um, is that how you'd say, Kristen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say you probably want to start by putting a rug in the middle of the room and then put your furniture on it. But if it is kind of a smaller size in this, in the space, then yeah, put the front two legs of the furniture on it. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to cover the entire length of the furniture, whether front. Uh oh, she froze. <laughs> She's frozen. All right, all right. Qu qu questions on rugs? Anybody? Did anybody otherwise, know about the allergens and the carpet thing? The rugs. Yeah. Otherwise, I know you have a lot of bullet points, so I always want to let you roll roll down them. So we've got lighting rugs. Sure, lighting rugs. Um, and then this kind of goes hand in hand, but arranging furniture in a room. Um, not, you don't want clutter, obviously. So less is more in that sense. Um, and then like minimal furniture and uh, allows the buyer to see the entire room. So it's always good to have less furniture in a room. So, yeah. Um, and so, and so can, can we talk about principles here and without getting too deep into the world of design, but if there's anything that you can use to help agents sounding intelligent, right. When they're talking to clients, when you say, you know, less furniture and arranging in a room, do you start by taking things out of the room? Do you do what, what do you look at when you're first approaching a room? Yeah. I mean, I look at all the rooms and then just see, you know, what other rooms can need stuff or don't need stuff. And you basically just take, you know, if there's two couches in a room and it kind of just looks like crammed in there, then you take one couch and maybe move it into the family room. If there's no couch there, I mean, it's kind of like shuffle, like Tetris kind of thing. <laughs> um, so you just want, I don't know, less is more is always my go-to. So there's couches and there's a bunch of chairs and there's a beanbag chair, whatever, then, you know, make it less of, of um, seating area for that. Love it. So as a, as a basic rule, remove as much as possible. Yes, I agree. Yes. You want a giant room with a single candle in the middle of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh, there cool. she is. Welcome back, Kristen. Yeah, <laughs> back. Sorry about Kristen. That. No worries. You froze. You're back. All right, Kristen. So yeah. we're, we're, ta we're talking about arranging furniture in the room, um, you know, kind of shuffling stuff from room to room. W what's your approach when you, when you look at a room for the first time? Um, um, if it's occupied, then I usually want to remove about 25% or so of what's in the space. Cause almost always people tend to pack their rooms full of stuff. Um, and oftentimes when you walk into a space, you want to feel and see the negative space within in the room so that you kind of get a better understanding and a better feel for the space and how, what you could put in there. Um, 
rather than what you see there. Because once you, if it's something solid and it's blocking your view from really seeing the corners of the room, it's going to make the room feel a little bit smaller. So I tend to go for like lighter, bigger pieces that are either glass or have like skinny little metal legs so you can see right through the piece. So I love it. And and when you talk about negative space, raise your hand if you guys if you if you use the term negative space, negative space on a regular basis. Anyone use that term ever? It's one of my favorite terms, and I never say it. But right, if you just start dropping in words like that with your clients, don't you think it's going to be like, oh, you know what they're talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, these are really easy tweaks. You don't even have to go out and buy new furniture or anything like that. I mean, the only thing we've talked about so far purchasing is light bulbs. And you can always reuse those the next listing. So. <laughs> I love it. I keep, I keep on. What, 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 what do you got for next one? <laughs> um, drapery. This is one of the biggest design mistakes we see. Um, drapery that's usually hung right above the window. You really want to make sure it's as close to the ceiling as you possibly can go with the drapes. But you still want to make sure they kind of graze the ground. Um, just because it makes the room feel short. And um, you want to obviously emphasize the height of the room. Um, unless of course it's a very, very tall room, then we kind of have to make some adjustments. But the general rule of thumb is you want to bring the drapes as high to the ceiling as you possibly can, because it really helps make your eye go up the wall so that you look at the height of the room. And that's really what is supposed to be the most impressive part of the space is how much space is in there. <laughs> and when you stop them right at the windowsill at the top, it tends to shorten the room. So. <laughs> I love it. And then we got paint. Paint is a big one. How many people have been in a room where it's multicolored <laughs> or a house? <laughs> and you're like, what happened here? You know, it looks like someone vomited all over the walls. Um, but paint's super important. Um, really affects the mood of the house. Keep it neutral. If they have a red wall, I'd suggest making, you know, that neutral. Um, it really has a huge effect on the home sale and people, you know, people's moods are changing with color. It's really crazy. So people can walk in and if there's a red wall, you're going to feel a little anxious. Oh, it's just a rule of thumb. It's a, you know, proven theory. <laughs> yeah. It's also like a color preference too. You know, if people have a strong objection to a red painted wall, then they're going to have a strong objection to the house, even though the color has absolutely nothing to do with house. A lot of times people can't really see past the color that's on the wall and see the space unless it's painted a neutral color. And it's usually like an a white or an off white is a perfect color to choose for the rooms, but, um, and it, and paint's pretty, you know, affordable. So it's a pretty minor change really to a room, but it has a major difference, especially and, when photos. Sorry, Kristen. Um, and a good rule of thumb, you know, if the owner if it's occupied and the owner says, you know, but I love red, you know, I have red walls. We're like, we're going to paint those neutral. And there's other ways to implement red in a room, you know, get some throw pillows, red throw pillows, get a red candle, like, Jesse said, <laughs> um, you know, put a red piece of art on the wall instead. So you can draw red, the color red for inspiration in other ways and art and accessories and stuff. Yeah. I would keep it consistent too. You know, if you're going to do a little splash of red in the living room, maybe do a little bit of splash of red in the bedrooms, maybe a little bit in the bathrooms, um, just to kind of keep it consistent. Um, a lot of times we often see, especially with kids' rooms, you know, the the girls room is all pink and the boys room is all blue and the parents room is all green. And then the living room's all blue. And um, it's better to have consistency for, with color. So whenever you can, if you can maybe try to sprinkle in a little bit of that same color throughout the rooms, it helps kind of give a cohesive feel to the space so that people want to 
you know, envision themselves there. They're, oh yeah, remember that cute little red thing there? Oh yeah, remember the, you know, red pillow there? And the funny thing is, I mean, you would think people don't talk about that kind of stuff, but they do. <laughs> so, 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 here's a, so here's a question on paint color. Um, grays were really in style for a while. And then mm-hmm. it almost seemed like they were kind of phasing out now more of like the off-white. What do you think is the most in fashion color now? What's the, what's the biggest trend? And can you, do you know what's coming next? Like, can you tell what's on the horizon? Are we staying in the off-whites for a while or wh- where are we now? <laughs> I mean, for the purpose of sale, I would say go with white. White's going to be kind of your you know, basic color that nobody ever gets offended by the color white. Um, sometimes people get a little tired of gray. Gray definitely is, it's still, it's still pretty popular. It's kind of changing into what we call grige now, which has a little bit of a greener undertone. It's sort of, yeah, it's kind of like the color of your walls there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're transitioning it, and color trends will always change. They change every 10 years or so. So, you know, right now gray is a big popular color. So it, it works now. It may not work another five years though. We're probably going to be moving more into maybe potentially back into a little bit of beige. I mean, you guys remember like when the, the Tuscan style was the, the hot thing, you know, and obviously those don't really sell as well as the gray colors now. But, you know, the gray colors, they only last about 10 years or so. And we're, we're kind of approaching that, that 10 year mark. So it'll start to change over again. White is very popular, but it's also one of those colors that's never going to go out of style. But there's so many whites. There's like 172 whites when you go to pick out whites. Do you, do you use the same white? I mean, right? I see you guys smile at me, right? Do you use the same white every time or do you use different shades depending on the amount of light in the room? How do you, how do you pick a white? Um, it depends on what else is going in the room. But yes, the white, the funny thing is white is actually the only color that has so many options to it. <laughs> um, but there are definitely some, some go-to colors. Um, um, agreeable gray is actually a really pretty uh, light, lighter gray color. Um, Adobe white is a really good creamy white color. Um, white, like literally it's just called white uh, from uh, Dunn Edwards. That one's a really great white also. It's a very solid white. It's, it's um, warm, but it also reflects light really nicely. Um, so it, it depends on what else is going on in the room. If we've got, you know, um, wood floors or if we've got tile or if we've got carpet, um, you know, if we've got carpet, we kind of have to stick to whatever colors go with what's in the carpet. So if you have a slighter gray carpet, you probably want to go with a grayer paint color or a white, um, or if you have more of a beige color carpet, which is more common, um, probably do like an Adobe white or, or again, just a regular white, like a bright white. Love it. Love it. Love it. And guys, sorry, I just, I just get excited and have, I don't get to like sit around and talk to designers that often. So it's fun to ask my, my nerdy questions. If you guys have questions, let me know. I'm chatting with Ken in the box. Uh, keep going. What, what do you got for, for after paint colors? What else are we, are we looking at? Uh, we got uh, replace the address numbers. Super important. <laughs> Tell me more. Just yeah. um, go ahead, Kristen. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's the first thing you're going to see when you approach the property and it immediately makes people think that it's the little details have been thought through, you know, when you replace your, your numbers, I mean, everybody's got that same sort of cursive like font that was very popular for a long time. And now everybody's kind of changing that over to the more sleek, modern, very simple numbers, one, you know, all the numbers that are um, you see on the, the flip properties more, more often now, but if you update those, it's an immediate uh, prompt for somebody to think, Oh, they've thought about all the details before they even get to the front door. <laughs> I love it. 
I don't think I've ever thought about replacing the numbers. I, I love that though. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got hanging art. Um, how many of you guys hang art above your head? <laughs> um, it's very important to have it at eye level. Um, you know, if you go into a client's home, just tell them like, hey, let's bring that art down a little bit to eye level. Um, I mean, everybody's eye level is different, but a general rule of thumb. Um, and it should be about five and a half feet from the floor is general rule to from the middle of the art piece. So keep that in mind. Um, but it just, it makes a big effect for a room. Yeah. And I see we have some questions about the short-term rental stuff. So um, all of these apply to short-term rentals as well. <laughs> yes. So, you know, using these same rule of thumbs when designing um, definitely can help make your, your listing stand out, not only if you're going to sell it or if you want to rent it to like a vacation rental. Um, all of these tips and tricks are something that not only help photography, um, but you know, they also are the more attractive photos and the color arrangements and things like that. So um, these are all things you can definitely use in a vacation rental as well as if you wanted to sell a property. So. <laughs> um, but yes, art is one of those things that people definitely tend to hang way too high. <laughs> so you want to hang it about five and a half feet high in the center of the art piece on the wall. <laughs> so I do VRBOs uh, uh, and I find that people want to leave their 90s uh, white box and go to something different and eclectic. If you have a property that isn't unique, like a log home or something like that, how do you decorate it to make to make it that space that feels like they're in a, a, a cool place, you know, away from their house and not just going from one white box to another white box. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely recommend um, setting um, a main focal point in the room. So whether that's um, a really interesting sofa or a really cool piece of art or a really interesting headboard in the bedroom. Um, but I would definitely pick one wall to make that kind of your focal point, because especially when you when you take photos of that space, that's what's going to stand out. And you, I mean, you this is kind of a fun time to be able to be creative. You don't have to stick to something kind of basic and normal. You can do something weird and eclectic, you know, because that's what's that's what people are looking for. They don't want to necessarily, yeah, go, you know, stay in from their own home to a home that looks just like their own. They want to experience something different. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of VRBO or, or Airbnb is that um, you get the chance to be able to experience something that you wouldn't be able to on a normal day. So you get to be kind of unique and creative and fun with it. So yeah, our favorites were our favorite VRBOs that we have stayed in were always a really weird eclectic ones. Maybe that a lost hippie decorated or something like that. Always had <laughs> yeah. a theme though. Yeah, themes are great. We love doing themes. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're we're based in San Diego, so you know we we tend to do a little bit more coastal design. But um, each one of our coastal designs is even very different. You know, we've got like a um, a bright color with a very simple contemporary furniture, um, and then we've also done you know sort of the more nautical type theme with the red and the blues. And so I mean you know there's it's always kind of fun to pick an idea or even just a concept and then try to sort of find things that go with that idea. So. <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, personal belongings in a home. You walk in a house and there's pictures, family photos everywhere. It's got to come down. That is um, something that other buyers don't want to see. <laughs> um, so take down the personal belongings and photos and store them somewhere else in the meantime. 
especially for vacation rentals too. <laughs> you know, if it is your personal home and you are going to be renting it out while you are traveling or whatever you're going to be doing, you definitely want to make sure to remove that personal element to it because people are coming there for the experience, not to experience your family. <laughs> so, so in terms of budget, I, I'm just cause I, cause I get, so you take down the pictures um, and you're, you might go look, you have to look for some new artwork or something to replace it. Where do you guys go to source like where, where, where is your, your favorite places to go to look to, to source this stuff? <laughs> One of my favorite places to do this is to actually look online. Um, like Etsy is actually a really great source for some digital files and they're only like five bucks. And then you can go get them printed on some nice paper or even just print them out at home if you have nice paper, the, you know, the ink quality is good and just stick them right in the, in the frame. And they have them in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. And then, uh... <laughs> That's, that's what we've been doing, just buying nice prints. Because you go to Home Goods, everybody has Home Goods art. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you want to stand out a little different. So the prints are great, easy, cheap fix for wall art. And get your frames on Amazon, and they come. I mean, it's just an easy fix. I love it. Yeah. And, and you're, you're getting thank yous, by the way, in the chat box. I don't know if you see it, but Evelyn just said this design information is awesome, very relevant, and fun too. How do you like it, Evelyn? <laughs> we thought it would just be useful. We got about four or five minutes left. We thought it'd be useful to bring on people that, you know, to give you a different perspective. Because I feel like even though most realtors have a little bit of design that we learned about at once upon a time, we spend a lot less time in design than we probably should, given that it makes such a big emotional impact on the, the client's purchase decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, buying a home, you guys know, it's an emotional decision. It's not really a rational decision. They, they identify emotionally with the property. So these are just little tips and tricks and they cost almost nothing really for most of them. So, um, you know, it doesn't cost you very much out of pocket, but it definitely can make a huge impact. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Does anyone have, have a, another, any last questions for Kristen and Haley? All right. So John says, what are your thoughts on indoor plants? Good question, John. <laughs> um, there, I would definitely stick to plants that um, help cleanse the air. So obviously air quality within our homes is pretty toxic, actually. Um, we've sealed up all of our windows with these double pane windows and we bring in all these furniture and rugs and things and they all have this off-gassing effect, So, um, which is pretty toxic. So if you bring in indoor plants, it actually helps clean the air. Um, there's certain plants that we consider, like, I believe it's called a spider plant. Um, that one's a really, that's a great one. That one cleans the air all the time. Um, but if you're going to be doing an Airbnb or staging, I would definitely say go with a fake plant because you don't want to go in and water it all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> but greenery is always a great thing. I mean, we love bringing greenery, nature into the home to make yeah. it feel, um, I don't know breathable, I guess. <laughs> Another question, Don Mowry is asking, which rooms are a must to stage? Uh, the master, definitely. Living room, um, dining room. If you have an incredible view with the patio, definitely the patio. Mm -hmm. And that's it, I'd say. Easy. Yeah, the secondary bedrooms, uh, they don't necessarily matter or office spaces unless you've got a weird funky space that even the homeowner may have some challenges with. Then I might say you might want to bring in a, a stager or, or even try to stage it yourself to, to create a functional space. Um, there was one time I think I walked through a property and there was um, 
it was a very, very small space that somebody had used as an office, but it was too small really even for an office. So we turned it into a, a little nursery because a crib would fit perfectly, but an office test didn't. So just some ideas. I love it. Don says, thank you. John says, thank you. Um, any final thoughts that'll pull this together? Um, what, do you, what do you think agents should keep in mind? Any, any final thoughts for them? <laughs> um, I mean, we can definitely, we were more than happy to provide you with this little quick list too as a PDF. But um, I think, yeah, just keeping in mind lighting, keep in mind painting, um, and keeping in mind art locations, drapery. And um, less is more. Yes, less is more. That is definitely probably the key takeaway. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and if you guys want this PDF, by the way, if you want to put out any, I don't know how, know how you want people to contact you if they have other questions, but if you want them to contact you, people are saying yes for the PDF in the, uh, uh, in the chat box. So if you want them to, to reach out directly to you, if you want to drop an email address in the chat box, if you want them just to Facebook message you, if they want them to, either you want to go through Agent Power Auto Facebook group, you tell us, how should people get a hold of you guys? Have the file in the comments right here if you want. Okay. Um, there's our email, <laughs> but we can drop that uh, file in the message to you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just send us an email real quick. Just say, Hey, I want that PDF and we'll send it right back to you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's info at sd Um, Perfect. And guys, we, we will make sure when we post this replay in the agent power huddle Facebook group, we will tag you guys. Uh, Haley and Kristen are two separate people, but their, their name online is one person combined. So it'll, it says Haley, Kristen, that is, you'll be chatting with both of them. I, I learned that. So everyone say, this is great guys. This is good. This is a fun way to end the week. Uh, oh, so, Thank you. Everyone thumbs up. You enjoyed it. You got, you learned something good. Yes. I love it. Haley, Kristen, Thanks, thank you guys ladies. so much. So yeah. Much. Thank you. Have a, Have a great week guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Bye thank everybody. You. See you guys Monday. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the agent power huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.